We came here to do a job. We're here to review some wiggly air. <laughs> we are here to review some wiggly air. This is what we do. We evaluate that wiggly air. It's like, is, it, this, is this the good wiggly air or is this just bad wiggly air? Bad wiggles. Or is it just, just not really anything wiggly yeah. air? Yeah, which synapses does this wiggly air trigger? <laughs> Science. Mm. <laughs> two hummingbirds. Well, after their night of passion, the male hummingbird couldn't sleep or eat. All he could think about was that incredible night, and when things were flying all over the place and beaks were where they should be. So he put his big lips together and whistled a song, calling that female hummingbird back for another night of fire. Just like I'm calling out for you, baby. Hey, get your ass over here for some good loving. We are Hottest 100s and Thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name is David James Young, and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, Nathan Harrison. It's like the saucy episode. Oh, <laughs> mate, it is going to be well horny. <laughs> Andrew McDonald. Yeah, it's Hottest 100s up late. <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> Why don't you slip into something a bit more comfortable? And uh, Dr. Love himself, Mr. Adam Buncher. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm feeling good. You're right. I'm feeling really good. Nice. You know what really gets me in the mood? What? Songs by cartoon characters. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, why don't you slip on those other pair of headphones? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. You know those headphones that you that keep like. a special occasion? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're talking about you the... You keep a special podcast? The truly wireless ones. Yeah. <laughs> no cords at we all. We don't want any cords getting in the way. No, we do not. If you haven't got those headphones, maybe just use like a wireless Bluetooth speaker. That'd be a great choice for a <laughs> Nothing podcast. Nothing sexy. Nothing sexy. <laughs> <laughs> then the sexy sound of a wireless Bluetooth speaker. Bluetooth <laughs> is really the sexiest technology. <laughs> it's up there. Yeah. Bluetooth. It involves pairing. Mm. <laughs> hey! You brought it home. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and like Bluetooth fucks. Yeah, and like, and like all great sexy things, it's con- fully consensual. You have to agree on both yeah, parties. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 true. Explicitly. Wow. We covered a lot of ground then. Yeah. It got real quick. Uh, what were you saying about cartoon characters? Oh. Uh, at number 90, it's the almighty, the immortal chef. This is no substitute. You know, Kathleen, you are a very special woman. I don't mean special in a Mary Tyler Moore way or an extra value meal at Happy Burger way. I mean special, like the song of the hummingbird, as it gets ready to find that female hummingbird and make sweet love to it all night long. Just two hummingbirds moaning and groaning. It makes me wanna, it makes me wanna sing this special song for you. Yeah, baby. Yeah, mama. You're such a special woman to me How I'd love to lay you down And lick every inch of your body with my tongue Kathleen, you're my sexual fantasy How about you and me? 
and me Get it together and make sweet love Cause nobody can take your place No way they can match your ways No, you got it going all in a way So clear I just want to buy you a beer I thought maybe tonight at 7.30 or something I could come by and uh, pick you up in my car. No substitute for you. The one and only chef coming in at number 90 in the hottest 100 uh, of 1998. That is a song called No Substitute. Now, I believe I'm going to go on a limb here. I think this is the first fictional character to ever get in the hottest 100. Dave Graney. Ah, yes. Mm. We do have our Dave Graney conspiracy theories out there. I do believe in Graney. I do, I do. (laughs) I believe he exists. (laughs) Yeah, you all know the score. Chef was a beloved character on South Park up until the death of his voice actor, uh, the legendary, incredible soul singer, Mr. Isaac Hayes. Andrew. David. Were you a South Park fan growing up? Yeah, I remember um, there was an episode, like the part of this song was played on an episode before the album came out from season one or something. South Park was like, I don't think my parents were like super cool with me watching it. So it was really, it felt naughty to. That was the appeal of the show, right? Like, definitely. You stay up late and you you have your TV on SBS really, really low. Like, Mm. and you're listening to it to watch the the naughty swears. And oh my God, like, listening to this song again made me totally realize that that, South Park was a craze at that time. Right, yeah. it, it, it was inescapable and it was so, so huge. Like, it, it, everyone it was, was on board with this. It was fully a separator in like primary schools of just like, like if you were in the cool kids or if your parents were like narcs and you're like, no, you're, no you don't know about like killing Kenny, you're a dickhead. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. Point, yeah. Oh, Nathan. So no. uncool. I, I mean, I came to South Park in like high school or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know my parents certainly weren't. Like, there was t- I'm, I'm, I believe there are times where they would like watch an episode beforehand and tape it and then I like, check if it was like a particularly lewd one or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very, very wholesome watching South Park with yeah, yeah. 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 Just screening it for yeah. you. Um, That's but, really great. Yeah, this, um, I had the album this was from, the first South Park record called Chef Aid. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, this is the first of two chef tracks in this countdown and the first <laughs> of three South Park songs. This album, this, oh, yeah. The Chef Aid album reps three in this countdown. So, like, I, I definitely knew this song and other chef songs before I knew who Isaac Hayes was because totally, I was at that yeah. age. Let's not forget that uh, The Simpsons was probably our introduction to Barry White yeah, as exactly. well. Um, I know my own name. <laughs> like, the thing is, right, like, but like, I, Isaac Hayes had the voice of like a goddamn sexy angel, so it doesn't so uh, it doesn't matter that he's doing a silly song by a Chef. He still has so much goddamn soul that he can pull it off. Like yeah. that's yeah. that's true. Like yeah. it's it's kind of upsetting how good he sounds. Yeah, in this but that's song. the whole thing. Like and, and really in any good parody, like you just got you, you hit those musical and structural points. Yeah. And then you can have so much fun with it, and it just works as a piece of music. Like, yeah. It's so funny, and it's funny because it's such a good soul song. Yeah. The punchline to the song is that he's doing the female backing vocals, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's heaps funny. Like, yeah. It's really yeah. fun. I, I, I just want to put it out there. Of all, like, we've spoken about many songs that fuck, but <laughs> is this the one that fucks the most, I think? Is it time to bring back the Isaac Hayes? Come on. He's going to yeah. make scale. Yeah. and he's going to lay you down by the fire, like... The man Fox. Yeah. Chef Fox, Isaac Hayes Fox. Yeah. 
on the horny scale, this is a uh, Bluetooth out of ten. Yeah, Bluetooth yeah. out of ten. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. BT out of ten. We are fully paired. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, like the your, your intro to the episode today, David. That the spoken word bit of the song, you could listen to him read the dictionary, right? But like, listen to him just do that kind of funny <laughs> I had to do spiel the most there. Sexy reading of it possible. Yeah. too. It, which is tricky because in your head you're remembering Isaac. Yeah, exactly. Doing it. Yeah. You could have done it less sexy. You could have. I reckon. Oh, jeez, guys. <laughs> Bloody uh... exactly. You don't know, you know, think about it. Oh, here's a year. Um, you remember those hummingbirds, yeah? yeah. Uh, they're not very happy this week. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. Hummingbird oh, can't sleep. You can't eat. What's next? <laughs> now the bloody kids are asking about it. They want their dad. Dad, where's the hummingbird? I'm like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Oh. It blows my mind that Dave Hughes has fucked at least twice. He's you know, finished like, inside someone. That's this, that's that's don't like talk about this. Oh god damn it, man! <laughs> After someone's talk about consent, this happens. Yeah. I did not. I did not consent to this. Yeah. For, for Husey. Yeah. I am, uh, for sexy Husey. Follow each other on Twitter. He's a pretty nice guy. <laughs> Halloween costume, slutty Husey. <laughs> Teacher's uh, Halloween is sorted. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I hate to bring it back to Chef. <laughs> I mean, please do. This works as, like, Troy Parker wrote a funny song. Yeah. Um, and Isaac has delivers it. It's a funny song, Parker. Because, um, <laughs> uh, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but, like, those guys studied music. Like, that was what they went to uni for. I didn't know that. I'm not yeah. sure, but they, like, they it makes sense because they have a lot of... They have a huge... Like, obviously, they, they have a... They have a yeah, yeah like, they have a musical But they have now. an affinity for musical, in, even in South Park, right? Yeah, like, from the early... I mean, and also they did Cannibal the Musical as one of the early yeah. projects. Yeah, right. So yeah. good. Like, so, there's, there's that's a very genuine love for the stuff that they're taking the piss when they write music. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's the heart of any good parody, right? It's why, like, Hot Fuzz is so perfect. It's because Edgar Wright knows and loves cop movies. Yeah. If this was a parody of a soul song by, by, by people who thought that soul songs were shitty, it'd be a dumb piece of crap. We've but all heard not. those parodies. Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, like, they're terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, when there's no love in it, it's just mean. They, like, they love it, and the fact that even in the early seasons they managed to get Isaac Hayes would have been a fucking thrill for these like 20-year-old stoners, right? Oh, yeah. Like, they got <laughs> Isaac Hayes true. to sing their jokey songs. Now, what happened as well, because they had a falling out with Isaac Hayes? In, in one Scientology. E- in, in one episode, they what were else? very harsh on Scientology, That's and right. Isaac Hayes was a Scientologist. That's why he left the show, and then he died like a couple years after that. But like this is obviously much before that, and like this is just like... Look, like I said, I had the Chef 8 album as a kid. I played it a lot. It's pretty much just like a mm. kind of... 90s alt rock compilation with a bunch of like South Park specific, specific yeah. songs on it. Yeah, there's, I mean, what well, you had like the Osbournes, Primus, of course, who did. Yeah, Primus are on there, Rancid are on there, yeah. Joe Strummer's on there, Wu Tang are on there, I think. At least ODB's on there. That's, that's wild. Yeah, it's mental, right? Those yeah. I mean, and again, it just goes so back wild to. wild that they weren't busy on the Godzilla soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, within the first. Season like Robert Smith was on as yeah, well. So true. like Robert Smith kicks ass. True. You know like, how they get these fucking people right? right? Like, they were like that, no. that's that's a Rolodex. The Parkerstone Rolodex is <laughs> one I want to say. Mm. I reckon it's just a case of like you ask, you give it a go, and like you'd be surprised how cool some people yeah, are. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like it would have taken like a portion of Robert Smith's day. He did it over the day. phone. There you go. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll call it in. Yeah, sure. I mean, he, said, he said, like, my nephews and nieces were big South Park fans. I couldn't really say no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really great. Yeah. But, like, this is, like, a fucking funny 
jokey piece of soul music that yeah. is grounded by Isaac Hayes's inescapable charm, right? Like yeah. it's just so like it works because Isaac Hayes is so fucking good at things. Yeah. And and what's more than that, it's uh, again we you know a cultural artifact captured by the hottest 100 that really communicates just how big South Park was for youth at this time. Yeah, obviously mm. people were going to vote for their South Park songs, right? Like, obviously. Yeah. No, and they would no have requested it on the radio all the time. Yeah. Like, this would have yeah. played heaps. Yeah. It was inescapable. Like, South Park was inescapable. It was an absolute fever pitch. The, the fact that the album came out is a product of that, and then the success of that album mm. and the following that that had was also, you know, it's all it's all tied into it. Yeah, it's one of the. I was just thinking, it's like one of the things that I really can point back to in my life and go like, yeah, that was a craze. Yeah, it's like Pokemon, right? Same thing. Oh, yeah, when, po- yeah. when Pokemon first broke, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, like, I, like I know that. Like, we're old now, so we wouldn't know that either way. But, like, I don't know if kids are having these similar kind of crazes because, like, the internet diversifies taste in a much broader way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that is interesting. Um, I think, but I mean, oh, like, they like Fortnite. They like, they like slime. No, they're like memes. They're like Cardi yeah. B. Yeah. Yeah. Memes? Um, yeah, everyone's, um, <laughs> are these things online where you get a picture and put some words on it. Oh, That's, okay. yeah. Um, comes the boy. Yeah, like, uh. they, uh, kids, Watch him go. Kids, are they all about boy? Kids, yes. kids, will, yeah. kids will be nostalgic when they're in their, like, 20s. They'll be like, man, remember the summer of that boy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was a crack. Was like, <laughs> I'm nostalgic for that boy. Yeah. Well, it, He'll it was come like, around again. Because like he better like it is like a brand couldn't co-opt South Park because South Park was its own brand. But when the cops are making Drake memes, yeah, yeah. I don't know about. I I seem to recall there being a lot of really shitty South Park merchandise. Yeah, bad knockoff. Yeah, <laughs> Real, oh, a lot. bootleg TV show merch it, is it's so definitely good. the Rick and Morty of its time. Yeah, and also like I remember there being specifically when I grew up on the South Coast in Nowra, there were in our local mall. That at one point, you know, you know how like every mall has. You know the shop, the, the store. shop that's like the equivalent of the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in Harry Potter. It's just like every oh. week you come back and it's just something different. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this is a tobacconist now. At one point, it was just a South Park merchandise store. Hectic. They know it's all that that crappily bad bootleg merch. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, so oh, like, yeah. Where it's like a shitty, shitty, like obviously gotten from Google Images photo on yeah. the front, and then the same photo on the back in black and white. Yeah, or like, like oh. it's Kenny with a green jacket or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. So oh, good. Yeah. Have you seen that like insane fucking Japanese bootleg bag where it's got like light blue Sonic the Hedgehog on it, which says Harry Potter, yeah. and then Obama down the side. So good. Like, <laughs> that shit rules, How? man. How? What? How? That rules. I love that stuff. It's so good. <laughs> you can uh, do all the bootleg merch all you want. You can have as many knockoff things out there in the world that you want, but mm. when it comes to Isaac Hayes. There's no substitute. No substitute. No substitute. <laughs> I'm going to say, like, we've reached the horny apex, but no. Nah, man. Nah, look, who's, look who's here. It is a horny episode. Ooh, this episode fucks. This episode fucks in a big way. Oh, uh, yeah. And number 89, this is Garbage with Special.
number 89 in the 1998 Hottest 100 with a song called Special. Uh, that's one of the uh, many singles taken from their album version 2.0, which they are about to hit the road in support of, uh, doing a 20th anniversary tour all around the world, hopefully bringing it here at some juncture. Fingers crossed. Mm, that would be sick. We have talked a lot about garbage. Uh, we've basically gone through a good chunk of their greatest hits already. But uh, now we move into a different era, um, away from the phenomenal success of the first album. We now move into uh, the sophomore slump. Depends on who you ask. Um, really? You're following up a multi-million selling record. Oh, yeah, yeah. Several times platinum. One of the biggest alt-rock records of all time. You know? I, just, I don't know the numbers. In my head, this is the bigger album. But yeah, well, I, I mean, the first album didn't, you know, get in an Adam Sandler film. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what metric you guys use to for success. That, that, that was the litmus test of the nineties. Yeah. If, if you get a Sandler, yeah. you got the Sandler money. Yeah. Yeah. Touch the fort, ah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Deeds comedy. So Oh, good. So in our horniest episode, we are doing vocal impressions of Dave Hughes and Adam Sandler. Oh. I don't know about you guys, but so hot. Why don't you touch the hiney? Oh, god damn it. That fucking guy is so much richer than I'm ever going to be. <laughs> fucking hell. At least he's using it to make really good At least he's doing work. Adam Sandler net worth. Uh, what do we got? I don't want to know. According to Huffington Post, Adam Sandler's net worth is estimated at $340 million. <laughs> Hectic, man. Andrew Holy is so upset. shit! That's more than, like, heaps of countries. <laughs> <laughs> Yet! Oh, God! I'm gonna buy India! <laughs> <laughs> that's some good kush. And that's why Garbage is, uh, you know, yeah. a great band. Mm. But yeah, I don't know, I guess, I guess I feel like the singles off this album had more mainstream success. Mm, yeah. Maybe? I don't know. Right. This is one of their more known songs to me, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. In my head, like this was a like a sophomore even bigger. Sophomore jump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sophomore jump. Coming into it, there was a lot of pressure. Oh, for sure. But, uh, and, they, and they took their time with it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So this comes... It worked really hard. Yeah, three years after the first record. Almost yeah. exactly three years yeah, after nice. the first record. So for the first record, you have one, two, three, four, five, six... Seven, eight, nine, ten platinum certifications worldwide. Okay. Sales of over four million. Uh-huh. Um, second record ended up matching it, ended up getting four million yeah, sales yeah. as well. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven platinum certifications. There you go. Pretty good, all things yeah. considered. Yeah. Like, guess they're doing fine. Could you, could you imagine? That's just like, oh, only seven platinum certifications this time, guys. Uh, like, oh, I guess shit. there'll be no extra platinums for the orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> but this, I mean, this is a great song. This is, I think, the third single off the album. We're going to talk about plenty more singles. Mm. Yes, in, even in this episode. Yeah, but I, I think this this song particularly is a really great representation of where they are as a band right now, like all those beautiful sort of 60s hooks and melodies, yeah. but wrapped up in a really, oh, like, man. 90s songwriting. Like, that choir of Mansons is... <laughs> oh, yeah, the right? Yeah. So yeah. good. And then just, like, the production is just so sharp and so clear. There's so much happening, but it never feels busy 
or cluttered. Mm. That's but a good point. It's, it's like even just the beat. The beat is so yeah. I would say busy, but not as a not as a negative thing. Like there's just so much that you can like sort of investigate and and grab yeah. onto in this. Yeah, absolutely. There's some really interesting stuff in terms of sampling. So the R at the start of the verse lines is apparently from Beatles. All I've got to do. And when I- it's oh. it's inspired by to the point where they. I thought they. I read that there. they sampled it, and I was just like, "That seems like could be a pretty hard thing to get the license for." Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think they. I think it's just like sure. they, they were drawing upon that. Fair. And this is actually, you know, and, we'll, and again, we'll talk about this a little bit more when we talk about push it. But what they were playing with for a lot of these tracks was that kind of thing, like taking elements, not sampling them, but just using them yeah. in the context of I- their Interpolating tracks. them. Interpolating is the... Is the, is the yeah. yeah. I've yeah. never heard that big word before. Big word nerd over you, know, you guys. Uh, yeah. Love a good word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interpolating <laughs> is like reproducing something rather than sampling it, so you're doing it yourself, but it's still very much, you yeah, know, like, based on the thing yeah. that it was originally. Because like, like, funny that like there's so much of that kind of like behind the scenes stuff happening with this song, because the song itself is kind of one of their more straightforward pieces of pop rock. Like, it's a very good song. It's very, very easy to listen to. And it's very, very immediate why it would be a hit, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Which is the thing when it comes to garbage that I always kind of get to is just like, they're so solid. It's yeah. solid. It's just hard oh, to. Man, yeah. It's hard to take it apart. They're, they're like a anything. working horse band, right? Like, like they'll yeah. get the job done. The, yeah. They'll they, fucking do it. You know, you know what it's going to be, and they're going to do it well, and they're going to just deliver and mm. get you there. Have you? Did you guys watch the video? Video is essential fucking stuff. I love it's, that video, man. It's like it's, it's like a high concept, like just like a space action sequence thing like that they're all in planes and shit and it starts off with this text on there which is like so 90s it's beautiful this text on the screen says in the year 3030 Queen Astarte has taken to the skies to defend her once peaceful homeland from the evil lords Garbania who seek to rule the universe she has but one last chance to thwart their wicked plan ever like 10 ellipses um, and then the video starts and then it ends with like a to be continued and it never continued oh <laughs> like, man I win- nice. yeah. 20 year anniversary let's 20 year anniversary get it yeah. happen Cheryl yeah. let's get that let's Let's get that sequel happening, baby. Yeah. This is a remarkably composed song. Like, uh, those harmonies, as I mentioned, like, you know, just Shirley just creating a choir of herself. That 12-string arpeggio, like, the da-da-da-da-da-da. Oh, it just, it just sounds beautiful. And then, yeah, just the minutiae of the song, like the... Uh, I used to adore you. Like, that. it's got that kind of, like, airplane hanger, like, phaser kind of thing. I've always, always loved this song. This was the second garbage song I heard as a kid. Um, the first being Push It, which we'll talk about. So, you know, kind of thrown in the deep end straight away with garbage, but it's just like, no, this is it, man. This is what they do. And I'm just like, sick. This is awesome. I'm into it. Like, I'm like seven, eight years old. You're figuring out what you like. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And I'm just like, I like this. I really <laughs> like this. She makes me feel kind of funny. Like when we used to climb the rope in gym class. <laughs> Yeah. She's so good. Oh, man. But yeah, everyone in the band sounds fucking amazing on this. Like, it's just, yeah, a really, really great composition and just really, really beautifully constructed. Yeah, I could talk about every little part of this song and just be like, yeah, obviously this whips ass. This is sick. You know, when you're trying to do something like intelligent and like critique something, it's just like, no, it just fucking rules. It's just great. That, yeah. I, I get to the same point, though, man. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm exactly the same. I mean, I, I, I love how it's drawing upon, like, all kinds of 60s ideas and that kind of classic yeah. wholesome rock and whatever. And, like, yeah. the fact that the song is about, you know, uh, a falling out with another person, which is just, like, it's kind of that classic 60s. Yeah. 
you know, kind of material, but it's done in such a bright, modern, 90s way. It's totally in step with that. It's super cool. I think as well, it's, it's worth talking about just because it's super cool. The, um, the Talk of the Town line is Definitely. another interpolation of the Pretenders song of the same name. Yep. And it was an ad lib, but the band really liked it. So Shirley called up Chrissy Hind from the Pretenders and Chrissy Hind agreed to it without even hearing the song and asked for like no royalties or anything and garbage. We're like, no, no, it's okay. Look, we'll send you the song and you can listen to it. You know, we just want to make sure. But before she even got it, she'd already sent off a fax to her label being like, I give full permission to this. <laughs> like, this is great. So that's just so cool, especially yeah. thinking back to the end exactly. of last season where we were talking about Bittersweet Symphony. It's nice to know that some, some people, people are, are good. Yeah. 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 So like sh- shockingly, Chrissy Hind is cool and like big wig. <laughs> and, and the like, manager of the Rolling Stones, Stones is, is less cool. Yeah. <laughs> Who they knew? gave him the boot anyway, from what I read. Oh, good, old mate. Yeah. Well, he only escaped with millions of dollars. So, <laughs> yeah. And you know, ruining. Yeah, exactly. Richard Ashcroft's oh, life. Still on this. It's like a year later. Yeah. Oh, he's so, so salty about this twenty-year-old. And another fucker. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's still barging into people on the street. <laughs> but yeah, what a song! What a song! But uh, I think that'll be the last time we get to talk about garbage for a while. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, one-hit wonder, Flash in the Pan band. Uh, rip, gone too soon. Number 88, this is Pearl Jam with Wishlist. Uh, the return of Pearl Jam at number 88 in the 1998 Hottest 100. That's a song called Wishlist. You can find that on their album Yield. Big transitional period for Pearl Jam at this point. Uh, this is their first album with Matt Cameron on drums, who has gone on to play drums uh, for the band ever since. This trial period is working out well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't, like, a great example of his, like, insane <laughs> drumming style, but, like... What are you no. talking about? <laughs> oh, look, he does a four on the floor very, very well. I'll full credit. Did you guys ever rent out CDs from the library? Oh, yeah. 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 
Yield was one of those records for me. I saw like videos of them on Rage and stuff like that, and I was just like, "Oh, this is this is like a big deal band. I should I should listen to them." And so then I went to the library and I picked out the first thing I saw that had Pearl Jam written on it, and it was Yield. And Yield is probably still to this day my favorite Pearl Jam record. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, it's it's kind of bound to be right when it's the first album that you pick. It's up got that sentimental value, like. but like I also think it comes at this really curious point uh, in the trajectory of Pearl Jam where they've kind of been on the wane for a while obviously you know with grunge dying out and you know Mm. new trends and fads coming through in rock music in general you know like it's weird to think of Pearl Jam being considered like has-beens or whatever in like 1998 but like that was the reality of their situation but they just came back and just you know, they didn't focus on, you know, just like, hey guys, remember the flannel? Remember? Huh? Huh? Mm. Remember? Remember? No, they just went in and made a really good fucking rock album. Yeah. It's got a lot of multiplicities and a lot of uh, different textures and ideas and energies. And I really love this song because it's one of the most low key. Uh, and focused Pearl Jam songs in their canon. They've done quieter, like, folksier stuff before, like Elderly Woman Behind the Counter in a Small Town, which is great. But, like, this is kind of a good middle ground between, like, the acoustic folky stuff and, like, the like the bigger, rockier stuff, like Better Man or something like that. This is just a really uh, stripped back and very introspective song. Eddie's always had, like, an interesting way around lyrics when you can actually understand what he's saying, you know. He, he's just always had... Uh, a, a really unique uh, approach to to metaphor, and uh, I really love how quietly devastating this song gets at points. You know, like he just wants to be a part of someone's life. It's just yearning for something that isn't there. I don't know if it like stems from like the end of a relationship or a divorce or whatever. Like you know, like I'm not that steeped in Veda folklore, but uh, <laughs> there's just something about this song that just really gets you in the feels. And here's what gets me right. There's a fade out in this song. Usually, that's that scene is like, we'll just loop a bit and we'll just keep playing until it goes out. But just as the song is fading out, he starts to sing another line. Mm. And you hear one last line as it fades out. And that gives you the idea that this song could have just kept going. Like, he just had so many more wishes and hopes mm. and dreams mm-hmm. and desires and, you know, all this unrequited shit that was going on in his head just by having that one bit at the end as the song is fading out. Like, it also kind of serves as a metaphor. It's just like... What's the French thing? Uh, L'esprit de Calière, or the spirit of the staircase, where you think of something to say like long after the situation is gone. Yeah. Mm. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've been obsessed with that since I first heard the song. I'm just like... Because doesn't he, when he played this live, he changes, he makes other wishes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there, like, there's many wishes there. Oh, yeah. yeah. He wishes for more wishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because the whole way that this came about was like a jam session. Got Honestly, in- that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, they got, yeah. they got into the studio and they just picked something really, really simple and they just kind of jammed it out. And, you know, apparently a whole bunch of wishes were recorded there. Um, and... They just kind of pick the best ones to have to lay down on the track. I want to hear the shit ones. 
<laughs> I, really, I want to hear the like the bad the, wishes. I want to hear the ones where just like that was that was not. Well, <laughs> look, I think the one about the I Camaro wish I the left the house earlier <laughs> so I could get McDonald's breakfast. Well, actually, you mentioned the Camaro's hood one, but that's actually probably one of the more personal ones that he actually had. In- that's uh, I'm referring to. I think his his then girlfriend's car or something. Right. I'm, yeah, Nathan doesn't really care for sentimentality. He's <laughs> Yeah. Point, point is, it's a particular Camaro owned by a particular person. Yeah, sure. yeah. Like, it does come across very, like, you know, American. Yeah. Yeah. What a, yeah. You know, that culture yeah, thing. The Marlboro Man. I you see that. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't hate that. Like, it's, no, there's something fine. about that. I think it's totally it. fucking gorgeous. I, I, maybe I was just sad when I first heard it. I was never a big Pearl Jam guy, but I had the, uh, the rear view mirror on Greatest Hits. Um, and this was on that. And I think maybe I was just like, because I was a teenager, so I was probably always sad. And I'm like, oh, man, that's a really beautiful, mm, oh, he's just getting a bit like sincere and like overly sentimental. And I just lean into it a bit. So mm-hmm. I guess now when I hear it, I'm just like, yeah, man. Even though like, if I was to critically analyze it, you could say whatever, just like a, a rambling thing. And the fact that we've kept, we've continually said wishes <laughs> is fucking funny. <laughs> like, what are the other wishes? Like, it's just funny. I don't know. Yeah. Or whatever. Having, yeah. wishes, having wishes is dumb. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't wish for anything. Don't know why I'm going. Don't, oh, I don't know why I've decided to go in on wishes, but here we are. Eddie, you're a joke. <laughs> no, he's he's a good man. But this song, like I don't know, I went into it. It's, it's very very simple and very folksy. I think Eddie's voice is always very charming. Like obviously we've said this numerous times, and it's just good hearing him. You can see this. He's just sitting down lonely in a studio with an acoustic guitar, strumming along, wanting to have more things that are person can want to have it's very, I think it's just nice very simple and sincere I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Adam is going to disagree with me for those listening to the audio version of the podcast he's pulling a grimace <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to sit on the fucking floor aren't I whoa it's is, a piece is, of shit. is this that bigger song for you oh look this whole record is a big yeah, deal for sure. me hey that's fair alright Adam bully your good friend you know, it just doesn't like do anything for me well, like, that, that, I get, I get the mood. Do you feel it cheesy or? Yeah, a little bit. It just kind of, it just feels like a bit of a meandering. You could have kept it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Back it in, Eddie. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing with wishes, right? If you tell other people, they're not going to come true. Mm, so you're fucked up. He's Eddie. done himself a disservice here. Yeah. He played himself <laughs> yeah. in a big way. Yeah. I like the song. I just wish it was a little. <laughs> God damn it, man. God damn it, man. I didn't mean to. Yeah. I... Would prefer. I would, I would prefer. I would prefer. It would be my preference. <laughs> that the drums were a bit different. I just think that this song is kind of crying out to be pushed a bit further away mm. from that... Four on the floor. Just four on the floor drum beat. Like... I think I want some mad feels happening. No, I, I, I want. I kind of want to so away from the kit and yeah. do something like just percussiony rather than just like a straight kit beat. Want to do some mad clappy? Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe pull in a mad clappy, some dead set clappy, some dead set clappy. Weirdly, I disagree. Like, I think I think the anchoring of that. You don't wish that. That is not my preference. <laughs> um, With apologies to Eddie Vedder. <laughs> if it's going to be this meandering thing that it is, like I think having it rooted and cemented in one place and time makes sense because this song only travels introspectively. Mm-hmm. And I think that is communicated best musically through all the other guitar-based ornamentation that happens. Mm-hmm. And I think they do quite well creating a sonic landscape with those other elements. I think if you did anything different with 
the drums. Yeah, I think that's a it's a nice anchor point. It keeps it it keeps the unity of time and place there. Yeah, I really like I really like the um just the instrumentation we were touching. I really like the um like the Ebo solo halfway through. Yeah, yeah, that's that's particularly good. Yeah, it's like that little tool that vibrates strings without you touching them. Um, so you get like this cool effect that he gets in this song, and I think that's a very nice addition to otherwise a pretty straightforward. Like without that, it'd be a really fucking boring folk piece of music. I understand why you might not groove with this, Adam, but I, may, again, maybe it was just nostalgic sense of mentality, but I've always liked this song. I think it's a very beautiful song. I think the mood's okay. I think it, I think the atmosphere of the song is pretty good, but I just think the wish kind of thing that it's about is just seems, yeah, right. it just so, doesn't connect with so the, me. So the seems... form is fine, but the meaning, they, they don't reach any communion. There doesn't seem to be any meaning in there. <laughs> yeah, right. For me. It's it just, it's just this plodding... It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't do much. <laughs> yeah, right. What did I miss? Nothing. The really deep tism guy. <laughs> did you just somehow rep- Can you just explain? Can you just share with the group? Because if you're sitting there for wishes, your chuckles over there just having a good old chuckle. The tism's first EP is called Form and Meaning Reach Ultimate Communion. And that's what you just referenced. Yeah, I, I want you to look at what you did. I want you, I want you to get Go away with this. Sit in the God fucking corner. How dare you? Can someone... all get in the bin. Fuck yeah. off. I'm doing this podcast by myself hope, from now on. I hope one very expanded brain individual picked up on it before I explained it. Fucking yeet. Yeah, Nathan. <laughs> he's, he's right there. The autism fan. Good God. Yeah, we we both have a very clear target demo for autism references, and it's... they're in the room. <laughs> Yeah. The point I reach at the end of this song is like, okay, man, I get it. <laughs> so, yeah. I really like the line, I wish I was a messenger and all the news was good. Yes. I like that line a lot. It's not as if the, li- the lines aren't bad. I just think the conceit of the song is a bit trite. Exactly. Because if you song. tell people your wishes, they don't come true. You know what I also <laughs> yeah. don't like the conceit of? My your, face. Your fucking yeah, no, face. <laughs> it was my face. I knew it was my face. <laughs> that's That's fine. It's not for everyone. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not classically handsome. <laughs> I... At number 87, this is garbage. Push it. Surprise! Uh, at number 87 in the 1998 Hottest 100, that's a song called Push It. And coincidentally, you will also find that on the album version 2.0 in stores now. You know what that album's working title was? 
Sad yeah. alcoholic clowns. Oh, that's Yeesh! Oh, version 1.0. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We need to go farther. <laughs> you know what? This is shippable. <laughs> version underscore 2.0 underscore final underscore draft <laughs> underscore this one. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> So, um, coming from Manson herself, uh, she said, This song is about the schizophrenia that exists when you try and reconcile your desires and demons with the need to fit in. But she also says, It is a song of reassurance. And I think that communicates really well in terms of the tension in this track. There's a real tightness and energy that's kind of like bound up mm. in this song. And it gets a release in the chorus. But And that's really the, the whole thing about the song. Like, it, it, it's it's really really tense and then you have that rush of energy and then it kind of tightens back up again i think this is a really phenomenal workout song <laughs> in terms of it, just in terms of the energy in terms of like you know and, and the, the chorus being push it certainly doesn't yeah. hurt with that either and cementing back what we were talking about in terms of interpolating lots of that going on in this track the don't worry baby is a direct interpolation of uh, a beach boys a, a bit of a beach boy song the a song. bit of a Beach Boys song. Don't, don't worry, baby. Beach Boys song. First of all, it's you the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually, you know, had to go and get more written permission for that. That was another thing they had to clear. The cute story is um, they actually sought the permission of Salt and Pepper as well, even though the Push It isn't a sample. It, they were like, oh, look... It's close. It's close enough. We'd probably just better clear this with the guys. That's good diligence. It's it nice. Is, it is nice. Just not making sure they're and not going to get like anyone you're releasing off-site. a song <laughs> in yeah. the '90s called, called Push, Push It. it. I'm, right. I'm loving this recurring fucking theme, though. I, like you can just imagine the next record is just like. Hello, this is Jimmy Page's office. Hey, so we wrote a song called Stairway to Heaven. Is that cool? I can picture them, like, the anxiety. Like, look, what, like, what if they do sue us, though? They're not going to fucking sue us. They, songs have the same title before. It's okay. Then, all right, we think we should check. I think we I could call them, Shirley. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, Salt, um, we got a song called Push It. But this song, this, this is fucking, this like, garbage, fucks. right? It's so tight. This, song this is fucks so hard. Adam said, about kind of like the like the tension, not really tension, but just the, the huge release of the chorus after mm-hmm. like the dreamy verses, like, like kind of like like kind of just lull you in, surely in her like most like kind of sensual, enticing vocal mm-hmm. performance, very good. And then when the chorus comes in, it just like high energy pop rock, hard electro, fucking yeah. sounds and so tight. much drive, like it just pushes yeah. forward yeah. so much, which That's I think right. really speaks to that kind of. That tension of being caught between these desires, but then like pushing through it. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a like wallowing in stagnation song. It's no, here is this thing, and I'm like, I'm killing it. Like, well, it's a hard, like, it's hard being a person, but for, I'm gonna do it super well. For yeah. you, be said, say, I must go all out just <laughs> yeah. this once. Yeah. It's exactly um, that. Like, I, and I think the Don't Worry Baby is kind of like failed self reassurance. It's, it's like trying, mm. but the result is you get to the chorus and it's like, oh, there they go, all my fucks. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're pushing it now. I 
always like it when garbage do something a little bit different and like have a bit of an experiment. Mm. But hearing this, it's just like you know what? It's best when you just fucking slap because this song is mm. like probably my favorite garbage off, song. Like, it's just it's just so Not much really. fun. Yeah, it's, it's, just, hor- it's horny as hell. Yeah. Like that breakbeat is fucking yeah. sick. It's like and, it's yeah. like we said before that you're like with the other garbage song, you're like oh I don't want to overanalyze. It. I don't want to overanalyze it. It's just fucking rules. Yeah, it's not sick, man. Yeah. Like I love the multiple factors of Shirley's voice here. Like you got the tender, sultry kind of thing, and then you got the Beach Boys harmonies, and then you got this whole fucking thing over here, and, you're like, and then rah, make the beats go wide. Like, I'm not the- hearing that as a kid, I'm like, oh shit. Shirley Manson is an awakening, and any 90s kid will fucking tell you that. In all levels. Like, women are fucking amazing musicians like you you because you have that such preconceived notion of just like you think mm-hmm. of a band as a kid and it's just dudes right mm-hmm. and then you see this you see this incredible fucking woman up front just being confident and sassy and sexy as hell and you're just like oh fuck okay this is all making sense now this is all working in the brain system and that that gets indoctrinated She's an indoctrination of a human being. Fucking <laughs> God defend Shirley fucking Manson. I think it's a really good point that you brought up that, yeah, that probably deserves you know credit. It's like yeah. yeah, she was. That was a really prominent example of a mainstream rock band that was female fronted. And yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Big everywhere, time. monolithic. It's like her and No yeah. Doubt and Alanis yeah, and yeah. yeah, just a lot of babes whipping ass around this time. It's sick. Yeah, true. I'm all about it. Number 86, it is Ben Harper and those innocent bloody criminals. This is Mama's Trippin'. Innocent Criminals at number 86 in the 1998 Hottest 100 with Mama's Trippin. T-R-I-P-P-I-N. Yeah, we we got no time for G's. No time for G's we've, whatsoever. We've never had many time for G's. Why there would you? There have been a lot of G's that should have been here and this is just one. Oh, yeah. 90s, they are getting dropped left, right, and center, man. Mm, some, yeah. summers they, some summers they drop like flies. <sighs> some G's have been dropped. R.I.P. <laughs> Biggie. R.I.P. Park. Mm. Oh fuck! They, yeah, they got dropped the year before. They did fuck. get. They got dropped. Mm. Was ODB yeah. around at this point still? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, because Ghetto Superstar came out this oh, year. Yeah, and that was the last sing- thing he did before he died. Mm. Yeah. Do you know the the, the rumored story behind that? Just because it's, it's it's just wild. What? Apparently, he just walked into that studio. I don't know whether this is an urban yeah. legend, but they were they were just kind of and he's just like, hey guys, what are you doing? And they're like, oh ODB, we're doing this track. He's like, cool, can I do a verse? And then he never like, no. yeah. And they got him in the studio and they're like, well, fuck, we have to put that in because that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, was just like, he, didn't, he didn't even know what state he was in. He thought he was in New York. He was in LA. 
Wow. I love that's, that. That's the story, apparently. But he was just in that New York state of mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's Damn. right, I got one. <laughs> yeah. oh, I got the hip-hop thing. <laughs> I, I, I know the hip-hop. Yeah, come on. So mama's tripping, daddy's slipping, and our daddy... It's Nathan Harrison. Yeah, I know you already made more or less the same joke, but I had like I wrote it down. And, you know, Mama's tripping, Daddy's slipping. Sounds like someone needs to tidy up. <laughs> That's my gag. Um, Women be shopping. <laughs> um, so this is a track uh, from The Will to Live, which was the 1997 album. Yeah, I guess this is just like another one of Ben Harper's contractually obligated appearances at this end of the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets this. He loves being at this end of the countdown. He really does. He just loves it. It would kill him <laughs> to, to chop higher. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would break yeah, He's him. only done it once. Oh, uh, with diamonds, diamonds on the inside in 2003, uh, and then it would be great if, like, after that, he was just not in it at all. He's just like, look, Ben, we tried you being at this end of the counter. Yeah. It hasn't worked, so we're going to have to end this arrangement. I'm very sorry. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Does he care? I just don't know. That I think that's my thing with Ben Harper. Mm. I just don't know what he cares about. Mm. Um, I think he's pretty chill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he certainly is a he chill doesn't guy. Doesn't care right? about yeah. anything. He's, pro- he's probably yeah. beyond it. This is this is perfectly serviceable kind of folky groove song, funk, yeah. Funk, yeah, like it feels unfocused to me. But maybe people that really dig this kind of thing are like, "Wow, what he's doing is like woof." But it's just too chill. I think if it's going to have like that little bit of a groove in there, I want more groove. He's a chill guy, right? He like it's obviously he's part of that kind of the canon of like what you'd call like. Byron Bay music in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, yeah. he like like we've discussed with previous things. He obviously has more of a political bent in certain aspects of his early output, at least. Um, and this is just obviously like kind of straight up cool, funky rock music. But it's like a very ordinary song, right? Like, yeah. like this, maybe like real Harper heads <laughs> are out there, Harperites. Yeah. Um, are living for this shit. But like, I was like, oh, this is an okay song, I guess. Yeah. Like, I just kind of imagine I can't getting voting for it. it. Yeah. yeah like. Yeah. Maybe people in Byron Bay love this song. Maybe they don't. Frankly, mm. we don't care. Yeah, frankly, my dear, I don't really much care for Mama's Trip, and it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I like the horns. Yeah. yeah. Things, horns are pretty good. They remind thing? me of, like, the fucking, um, with, like, Paul Schaefer and the fucking CBS Orchestra. You know? <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. You just imagine fucking um, Schaefer just, like, manning four keyboards yeah. at the same time in the corner. Ah! Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, that's the thing, right? There's, there's nothing objectionable about this. Yeah, it's just like no one's going to a fucking Ben Harper show and been getting pissed that he didn't play this. <laughs> <laughs> Where was Mama's tripping? What the hell, Ben? Yeah, come on, yeah. fam. No one's like, oh, hottest 199098. Mama's tripping. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what's <laughs> up. You got, you got the big guns, Jebediah, Ben Harper. <laughs> oh. I hope one of those is a big Harper head and they're just like, what the fuck? I was that guy. <laughs> he didn't play it when I saw him in 07. <laughs> God damn it. That's a way through. Three months for him to come back to <laughs> <laughs> He leaves the stage at the opera house and he's just like, all right, well, good night. <laughs> he's got a little bed set up. <laughs> goes to bed for a couple of months and then, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ben Harper. <laughs> Comes out of hibernation. Yeah. Wipes his eyes. He's yeah. ready to go. <laughs> just kind of peers out and sees who's on tonight. And it's just like... 
Is that Neil Finn? Sick. Oh, awesome. Hey, you want to do a song? Yeah, sure, bro. Come on up. <laughs> but Neil, Neil's just on stage being like, is, is Ben awake? Can we get, can we get him out? Yeah. Yeah. Just someone run back and just say, like, oh, two songs time. Just ask if he wants to do Mama's Trippin'. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> someone in the crowd. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> he comes out, but he's, he's still in his pajamas, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Ben, ben Harper's not actually a really chill person. It's just that he's always just gotten up out of bed whenever he's performing. He's like, Mama's Trippin'. Like, yeah. Normally he'd be like, oh, sorry, I did, like, I really phoned it in uh, every gig. <laughs> I was asleep immediately before I recorded. They pull the bed out of the back of the opera house, load it into a truck and drive it up to Byron overnight. He's just sleeping in the back the whole time. Just a sleepy boy, Ben Harbour. <laughs> hey, Ben, try this. Oh, that's pretty good. What is it? That's coffee. His next album is thrash metal. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I've been trying to do for decades. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been too sleepy. Yeah. Is these at the front cover of that album where I'm like yelling? W- weren't you curious why the album was so chill? <laughs> I'm a sleepy boy. Gentlemen, I like this song more than you. Oh, nice. Oh. I quite enjoy this track. You'd be, you'd be really angry if you didn't play it? If I had to, go, <laughs> pop over to the opera house now um, and go and see... Wake him up. Ben Harper's show wake that he's, he's definitely playing... <laughs> tonight yeah. can't wake yeah. up <laughs> wake him up inside <laughs> inside the opera house that is thank you Dave um, yeah I, I I would I mean I don't know many Van Harper songs only the ones that we've covered well, in, this, yeah. in this countdown and a select few others so as it stands yes I would be upset. Yeah, fair. I would. I would ask him to get back out of bed and play the song. Mm. Do it. Do it properly. Yeah. At first, like I, I didn't like it as much as I do now. It is has kind of grown on me. My first reaction was the horns are really thin, and I and I prefer like. I think that one of the great things about brass in a track is how they can really have the power mm. sonically to blow you over. Mm. Love horns looking thick. Yeah, thick yeah. looking. I was horns. always bullied in high school for liking thick horns. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is our horny episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so, good. We are closing out the horny episode with a horny track. Yeah, this is nice. a great podcast. Oh, I, I love it now. This, <laughs> is, a, this is just a. I love this podcast now. <laughs> Six seasons in. This is alright. I meant the song. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it. But um, yeah. yeah. I, I, but but I, I wanted that kind of that thickness to the horns. But I, I came to really appreciate the kind of like the thin tinniness of it. Like yeah. just is on a different level. Like I I came to it for what it was. Are they horns really or is it like a keyboard sample of horn? I th- they sound they it's, sound it's organic. Real, yeah. it's, it's Ben Harper. Yeah. 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 Fully hit up he, horns. He, he's got the real deal. He doesn't yeah. know how to digitize things. Yeah. It's the morning. I really hope we just made at least one Bob listener. Yawn. Yeah. Uh, if, 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 if we did, uh, add us. Uh, yeah, get um, on. If, if we did, five star review. review. <laughs> Here's up on the forum. <laughs> just, just like five stars. We, we should just slowly, bit by bit, turn this podcast into sleep with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you have fallen asleep to us as well, five stars. Let, let us know. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so but, uh, we're coming oh. to the end of the podcast. Oh. So let's, oh, I have to myself, let's let's tuck everyone into bed, shall we? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens after sex, too, is you go to you sleep. sleep yeah. Well, it depends when... It depends. <laughs> yeah. Depends when the day it is. Yeah. Not mornings. Well, actually, sometimes mornings. I just fuck again, you know? Yeah. I, I just get right back in there. Oh, definitely. Round two is, is, hap- is happening. But, you know, hmm. quick nap. <laughs> quick nap. <laughs> quick naps. <laughs> just a quick nap. Just to refresh. Mm.
Yeah, first one back. We missed the first two weeks of this recurring segment because, you know, nothing made us happy those weeks. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, everything's good for you. What's good for us this week? Perhaps you've been wondering. Let's find out. Nathan, what's, yeah. what's been good for you, my friend? What's um, making you happy? I found a cool podcast oh, that yeah. I quite enjoyed. It's called Flawless. Oh, I think uh, I was thinking of a different podcast called Hot uh, <laughs> 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 We should pick that every week. <laughs> No, Flawless. Uh, so it's a Brisbane podcast hosted by three people. Every week, one of them picks an album that they think is flawless and try and convince the others and the others listen to it and they just chat about the album. And it's all like super lovely and wholesome and really like nice long form discussions about albums. Heaps of strong uh, crossover with music covered in another great podcast, Hottest Hundreds and Thousands. Uh, so there's like UMI, Fatboy Slim, great. Uh, The Drones, PJ Harvey, White Stripes, Counting Crows. It's just like a lovely listen to just hear a few people go pretty in depth on something they love. Yeah. yeah and great. talk about music in depth, you know. When friends do that, mm. what better content can there be? Adam, it's good for you. I'm going to say the technical death metal album... <laughs> Esoteric Malacology by Sludge. Whoa, that is that. That sounds technical and metal. Is that a recent or a classic release? Yeah, it's or? from this year. Yeah, cool. What's it called again? Because uh, I certainly that is mentally es- mumbled myself over it. <laughs> that is Esoteric Malacology by Sludge, spelt S L U G D G E. That is so. That is so heavy. Just yeah. in saying it, <laughs> it's very heavy. Yes, that's so good. I, I mainly just wanted to say the album yeah, title, of course, <laughs> of course. But it is good. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's really good. Yes. David, it's yeah. good for you. Tech Deck Peewee Trek Borders. I used to fucking love those, man. <laughs> They're sick, right? They still exist? Little, yeah, I'm assuming so. I reckon they you can find... They have all degraded. <laughs> 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 all fallen into the ocean. For like millions of years. Yeah, that was everything <laughs> else in human civilization will fade away. Do you reckon, yeah, plastic. do you reckon <laughs> Tech Deck Peewee Trek Borders are, are biodegradable? No. No, 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 no chance. <laughs> Aliens will find them millions of years from ours. The a only seal is choking on a Tech Deck Peewee yeah. Trek Border as no, we speak. There's going to be one cockroach... In the in the one waste, in the wasteland, and it's going to see the the thing and go like, wait, this might be a better way to get around. And then oh all the cockroaches God. will just be like fanging it on skateboards, yes. and the world will be much radder than we imagined. This is the future <laughs> that liberals want: <laughs> rat, cockroaches rat on cockroaches, <laughs> just grind it. You know, in a wasteland, <laughs> just be like of rad. half pipes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But for real, you're something. My big sister Amy Shark put out a record. Uh, it's her debut. It's called Love Monster. There are no sharks and there are no monsters on the album, which is incredibly disappointing. But there is Mark Hoppus from Blink 182, which is kind of surprising. And the song that they did together is really good. There's also a song that was produced by Mr. Jack Antonoff, uh, producer to the stars, uh, formerly of the band Fun. And uh, I would say this record is also fun. For the whole family. Fantastic. Amy Shark, Love Monster. Every album comes with a set of peewee trick borders. So. <laughs> for me, what I've been vibing on very heavily lately um, is the debut record from Sydney band Den. The record is called Deep Cell. They made their debut EP like two years ago, and they've had a bit of a lineup change since then. I think absolutely for the better. The album is a really, really great, like, visceral mix of really heavy synthy kind of 80s style post-punk and gothic rock with like some really haunting like sweeping metal themes on there as well it's a really really fantastically brave strong debut from I think what is probably City's best new band at the moment Uh, they play somewhere regularly I recommend them live if you get a chance but the album Deep Cell by Dan it's on Spotify if you 
don't want to shell out the money for a vinyl for a band you haven't heard of. That's understandable. Um, <laughs> but check them out. They're fucking wonderful. And that is what has been very, very good for all of us uh, this week. Listeners, I'm, I know you're thrilled that we're back. Why don't you show us some love by sending us approved screenshots of you having given us five-star reviews. We would appreciate that dearly. That brings us to the end of the podcast. Hardest 110,000. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks to FBI Radio. Nice. Good night, boys and girls. No. Before we get out of here, no, that was, that was, that was, <laughs> haunted. Before we get out of here, we're going to pick our favourites and our least favourites from this week. Adam, what do you got? I'm going to go, uh, Mr. Ben, Sleepy Boy Harper. Whoa! What? It's my fave. Yeah, I liked it, guys. That's and cooked. Not you. Sorry? Is it gonna is it overtake? Oh my chair. <laughs> silver chair. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> Friendship ended with silver chair. Now Ben so Harper is my favourite musician. <laughs> no. I, I, mean, I have to say, though, like, having silver chair is my favourite. I love that song, but, like, it's it's kind of taxing on me week to week to have to go back to it. <laughs> it's to really the, sad. To go back to the depressing song. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, I have, to, I have to listen to it again this week and just Godzilla. see. Godzilla. <laughs> Sad Godzilla song. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, Sad but, Godzilla was my nickname in high school. <laughs> and uh, Wishlist is my least favourite for this week, but Eat it has not replaced... All the balls. It has not replaced Midnight Oil. Mm. Uh, it's still that bad cholesterol. I'm going to go oh. with Special for my favourite and Mama's Trippin' for my least favourite. I'm going to keep <laughs> the Smashing Pumpkins as my champ. Mm-hmm. Actually, both champ and chump remain. Uh, there you go. For now. Yep. Uh, my fave this week. Um, I'm going to give it to Push It. Um, mm. it was, yeah, uh, it, it does narrowly beat out No Substitute, but yeah. No it, substitute. yeah. Um, and my, uh, my my champ remains Beck Tripicalia. Uh, my least fave this week would be Mama's Trippin', but my chump remains Space with uh, the Tom Jones song. Uh, yeah, I think my more or less same. Um, my f- fave from this episode, I think Push It. But, like, good app. Like, you know, especially yeah. two garbage songs is probably going to make any episode a good episode, really. True right? enough. Yep. Uh, my champ will remain Deb- Jebediah. Uh, I think Mama's Trippin' is my least favourite song of this five, um, but I'll keep space as my chump. Yes, like, Mama's Trippin' is not a terrible track. No. No, no but definitely the weakest of the five. Mm. Well, <laughs> in our <laughs> Yeah, on the right side of the room. Feel the cat, I mean, yeah. Enjoy it while you can. Mm, all right, let's all get into bed. Tuck ourselves in and call it a night. I'm going to make a camera off. Mm, I'm going to uh, put on a comically large night cap and those really long oh, hats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gown as well. Gown, can yeah. I, can yeah. I just say, Andrew, like, a... I think that would actually look... No, I'd probably do that. You'd, you'd weirdly pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll carry like an old candle to bed. You definitely yeah. should yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Hope I don't get visited by some ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Ebenezer Scrooging. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to go sleep or fuck, depending on who you talk to. But uh, Enthusiastic consent. Yeah, yeah, enthusiastic yes, and then enthusiastic yes. Ben Harper is too sleepy to do anything enthusiastically. (laughs) He is out like a light. (laughs) Good grief. Uh, On behalf of Mr. Adam Buncher. Good night. Mr. Andrew McDonald. Good night. And Mr. Nathan Harrison. Night. My name is Chef. Everything is good for you, baby. So good for you. So So good good for for you. you.
until finally the male hummingbird screams with passion. The Bluetooth device is connected successfully. Yeah, baby. 